0: Hallelujah. All right, so this is our time of discipleship training. Amen. Uh, Somebody should have told the clicker. All right. All right, so as always, before Cybership program. We're gonna enter into the world of Scripture. Amen. Amen. Be a poem. It says, "Welcome to my world, a place where the natural eyes can't see, where your physical bodies can't be, where the last is first, the first is last, the end is told from the beginning. When it appears as though one is losing, they're actually winning. Where trumpets are depicted as voices, and the persecuted righteous don't complain but actually rejoices. Here, swords are likened to the word, the demons are birds, the dead are yet alive, the living are actually dead. Blood and flesh are even depicted as wine and bread." It's a place wherein the humble are depicted as poor, and the poorer one become, they later found to be that much richer. I'm speaking of no other place than the awesome world of Scripture. So please turn off your phones, perk up your ears, and get ready to listen. The Rock of is about to begin teaching. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! All right, so we're exploring the story of Israel. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Israel, of course, is a story of Elohim's people. You know elohim only have has one people upon the earth you know and this need to be understood and reiterated because so many people think that you know israel is forgotten or is done or is over with you know um but yet they still claim yah is theirs well there's only one who can that can make that claim and that is israel's israel is elohim's people It's elohim's nation it's the only nation that Elohim has, or ever had, you know, and so we're going through part two, year two of Israel's journey, you know, through the wilderness. You know, Israel was Elohim's chosen people, the nation whose Elohim was Yahuwah. This unique status has not passed to America or to any other earthly nation, you know, so. If you claim Yah is yours, then you actually claim to be Israel, I believe, I believe. whether you know it or not. You know, and if you don't know it, you better get to know it, because you know, if um, not, you know, trouble coming your way. What the heck? Oh, uh, not again. Is that trouble coming <laughs> oh, breaking news. Breaking news. <laughs> Breaking news? Ah, there's a breaking news report. Yes, ah, okay. We interrupt our regularly scheduled broadcast to bring you breaking news. Hallelujah. All right, you know, so this news is about an opportunity that is calling. There is an opportunity calling. It's knocking at the door. It's ringing the bell. And it is—it concerns our mission. Hallelujah. Uh, our mission here at BYA is to become a gateway, but not just any old gateway, but the gateway to the kingdom of heaven. Hallelujah. That is to the kingdom of heaven. You know, this is our mission. You know, to become a gateway to the kingdom of heaven. This is our numero uno goal. Now our vision on how to accomplish our mission is via a scriptural community. And in the, truer, in the truest sense of, of, of the word. You know, in the truest sense of the word, we want to become a scriptural community. Not a scriptural community that live miles and miles apart, but a scriptural community that live amongst one another. Amen? We'll settle for the miles apart at the moment, but you know, I have to cry before we walk, you know. But overall is to have a scriptural community, you know, amongst amongst ourselves, you know, and this is uh our common goal. This is the common goal of BYA. You know, so, you know this should always be be in mind. You know. To to do that, a scriptural community, you know, uh especially the one that Y'all gave me the vision of. Sinners about living the Bible. Take note I didn't say. Reading the Bible. Mm-hmm. I didn't say studying the Bible. I said. It centers about living. The Bible. Amen. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about. Is entering through the door of the word and traveling that straight and narrow pathway that the saints and Yahshua and his disciples blazed long time ago. You know, I'm talking about mowing down some uh mowing down some of this uh thick grass over here and setting up shop you know as as we continue to travel. Towards the light. You know, when the cloud move, we move. When the cloud sits still, we stay. You know, we want to live Scripture. We want to travel through this life via Scripture. We want to inhabit Scripture. That is living the Word. That's living Scripture. You know, now while we're doing so, We want to make Elohim our sufficiency. We want to make Elohim our sufficiency. You know, that's so important because in today's time, very few and far between are those who make Elohim their sufficiency. Everybody trying to do stuff on their own. Everybody trying to do it themselves. You know, and... Or they want someone else to do it for them. They don't want to wait on Yah. They don't want to allow Yah to be their insufficiency. You know, but this is what it means to live the Bible. This is what it means to live the Word. You know, so... The master plan, you know, of this scriptural community its master plan is to develop a discipleship training school you know yeah you know develop a discipleship training school this is this is the master plan of the scriptural community that we're working towards and it's to be a type of boarding school Boarding schools are very important, you know, and they're very different from regular schools, you know, in that in boarding schools, you live there. The boarding school atmosphere encourages inevitable learning about life. It's inevitable learning about life because while you're there, you have to do life have to live and when you're living scripturally you you learn how life looks scripturally from a scriptural perspective you know and so at our boarding school folks are to learn life skills so even if they if they decide to enter into the discipleship program you know when they get done with the program even if they choose to leave, They should leave knowing how to live Yah sufficient. Um. They should leave with some life skills. They should leave learning how to keep themselves whole, you know, via via non intrusive means, via, you know, um, trusting in Yah and His will, way, and purposes. You know, they should. Learn some life skills, as to such as how to grow food and how to do certain things, depending on who y'all sends to the discipleship program. You know, and there to do so without monetary fees. You know, so they get to come and they, and. Enroll within the discipleship program, get room and board, you know, learn how to be Yah-sufficient with no monetary fees. Mm. Now, take note, I didn't say it was free. I said it was no monetary fees. So that, that said, you know, no, no monetary fees are required, but labor is required. You know, you pay with your compliance, you pay with with your labor, you pay with giving it your all. You know, if you have a certain skill set, you pay by teaching that skill set to others. You know, if you have no skill set, you pay by learning the skill set of others and using it for the benefit of all. You know, so make no mistake about it, it's not free, it's just doesn't require um, economic fees, it doesn't require monetary fees. You know, the gist of it, you know, that is the general meaning, the essence of it, you know, is to be like a wilderness experience, a, a modern day wilderness experience. You know, because in the wilderness experience Israel found Yah sufficiency. They found that Yah was sufficient for all their needs. Even though that they were living in an uninhabitable place. Even though they were learning a place that was uninhabitable. That was impossible. You know, Yah made it possible. Yah showed himself sufficient for their every need. Amen. Amen. You know, within their wilderness experience, they learned Yah dependency. You know, they learned to be totally dependent upon Yah. You know, when when their skills fell short, when their strength wasn't enough, they learned to depend on Yah to be their saving grace. They didn't run to the world that was around them, they were totally dependent on Yah. They, they learned to be totally dependent on him, and that's what you know this experience is about. They also learned Yah's sub- subordinacy because when you're totally dependent upon Yah. It just makes sense that you that you um support that you're subordinate to him. Because you know if you're not subordinate to him, then you're not gonna be able to depend on him. And if you know if you can't depend on him, then you're not gonna have the sufficiency that you need. Amen? So you see how these things work hand in hand? This is why the wilderness experience is so important. Because it teaches us your sufficiency, you know, which we see, and then it causes us to become dependent upon it and to understand why it's in our favor to be subordinate to Yah. And so, you know, the discipleship school, therefore, will try to recreate the wilderness experience for the disciples and will seek to recreate the wilderness experience by going off-grid. Because living off-grid will likewise take Yah's sufficiency. We'll have to learn all over again that Yah is sufficient. He is absolutely sufficient, and how to operate within his sufficiency, and stop depending on man. Stop depending on man that is not sufficient, and that is not of Yah. Living off grid will also teach us Yah dependency. You know, if Yah doesn't give rain, we don't. You know, we may not have water. You know, if He doesn't. You know, give warmth, we may not have heat. You know, now y'all yeah, we'll will and will work around these things and try to, you know, utilize what he's given us to make certain that we we have stabilization. But at the end of the day, it still would teach us y'all yeah, dependency. You know, because I don't care what no man um, say, all he can do is plant a seed, he can't make it grow. Yeah, Only y'all can do that. You know And that said It would teach us Yah's subordinacy You know We will learn that we Must be subordinate to Yah To be able to depend on Him And if we do so We'll find that He is sufficient You know And so This is the vision Of the discipleship training You know, discipleship training, you know, at BYA, will be all about teaching how to live the scriptures by living scripture. You know, so those who come and enroll should find themselves in the midst of a scriptural community that's already living scripture thereby qualifying them to also help teach how to live the scriptures. Benjamin Franklin said, tell me and I forget. Teach me and I remember. Involve me and I learn. And that's what the discipleship program is all about. It's all about involving the disciples with the learning process you know, involving them so that they learn what it looks like because this is the way Yahshua did it. This is the way Yahshua did it. You know, he had his disciples following him all over the country at the time. You know, and he told them up front, "I, I I don't even have a place to lay my head. They said, we following you anyway. You know, and he got them involved in the learning process. And so when he was gone, they were able to continue on and go out and teach others. And that's what it's about. You know, so that's our common common goal, you know. So we 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 want to make certain we don't don't lose sight of our common goal, which is a scriptural community, that's why this is the common goal, this is why this is the numero uno aspect, you know, of BYA, you know, it's to live scripturally, you know, if the plan doesn't work, change the plan, but never the goal, never the goal, the goal is always to live scripturally, you know, even if we have to tweak the plan a little bit here and there, you know, the goal never changes goal is, is to be always and forever to live scripturally, you know, because we seek to become the gateway to the kingdom of heaven, and that's the only way we're going to do that is to live scripturally. You know, Matthew 6, 19 says, and I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and, what's, and whatsoever Thou shalt bind on earth, shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. You know, this is what we're trying to obtain. We're trying to obtain the keys to heaven. Now, I know at the beginning of this, it says we have the key to access the kingdom of heaven, and a lot of people believe that, you know, but I'm not so sure. And the reason I'm not so sure about that is because we can't do what those who had the keys done, and if we can't do what they what they've done, then what make us think we had the keys? Say So that said, the focal point, you know, of the discipleship training school. You know, is to teach everyone to live scripturally, you know, but also to adhere to the Great Commission. You know, I want you to think about something uh, right now. I want you to think about Yah's Great Commission and you. You personally. You know, everybody remember Yah's Great Commission? You know, It can be found in Mark 16 and 15, amongst other places. You know, Mark 16, 15 says, Go into all the world and preach the gospel. So, this is a command from Yahshua, from our King, from our Messiah, from our Redeemer, from our ruler. He says, Go into the world, into all the world, and preach the gospel. How many of you have went out and preached the gospel? I mean, just honestly speaking. You know. <laughs> did you ever go and preach the gospel to somebody working on 9 to 5? And besides... Uh, did you ever preach the gospel to somebody... Hallelujah. Alright, so, have you ever preached the gospel to somebody working a 9 to 5? Uh-huh. By the way, you know, I don't mean to sound negative, but it's a scam. Uh-huh. You know. They look at you like you're crazy. If, if you ever tried to preach the gospel to somebody working a 9 to 5, they look at you like you're crazy. Like, how am I going to pay my bills? Uh-huh. You know, how, how am I, I going to eat you know, what, what you mean? Repent for the kingdom of Elohim is at hand. You know, like, yeah, come on into the kingdom. You know, don't worry, worry about that job. You need to be worrying about the kingdom. You know, they're going to look at you like you lost your rabbit behind mine. Or, you know, now uh, the nine to five is so bad that some people become dope heads, just trying to deal with it. You know, so just trying to trying to cope. Yeah. You know, just in trying to cope. You know, they, you know, they they get hooked on various addictions. Just trying to keep up with the rat race. Anybody ever tried to preach the gospel to a dope head? Didn't get very far, did you? Nope. What about the homeless and hungry? Anybody try to preach the gospel to the homeless and the hungry? How did that work out? They listen to you as long as you got something in your hand to give them. You know, some of them may listen even a little after that, but at the end of the day, they still homeless and hungry. Even if you fed them that day, they're gonna still be homeless and hungry tomorrow. And so preaching the gospel to them just don't don't get it for them. What about the harlot? Anybody ever try to preach the gospel to the harlot? Say, I got bills to pay. I got miles to feed. I got to do what I got to do. To make certain, you know, that me and mine are straight. How far you going to think you going to get with telling them to repent. For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. What about the hustle? Anybody ever try to preach the gospel to a hustler? How would that work out for you? You know. Sometimes they listen. But the fact of the matter. With all of these type of people. It's the cares of this world. That keep them doing what they doing. The fact of the matter is. Preaching the gospel don't work. It don't work. It don't work for these people. But it's a reason why preaching the gospel don't work. It's because that's not all y'all said to do. But that's all that's being done today. But that's not all he said to do. He did say go into all the world and preach the gospel. But he also said go and make disciples. If you just preach the gospel... And not make disciples, it don't work. But if you preach the gospel to these people and offer to make them disciples, your chances increase a hundredfold. If you go to the person with the nine to five and you tell them, hey, repent, for the kingdom of Elohim is at hand. And they say, well, you want me to stop my nine to five? Because maybe they nine to five you know, contradicts with Yah's word. You know, and if it does, and you're telling them, you know, hey, repent for the kingdom of Elohim is at hand. You know, and then they look at you like you're like you nuts, like, well, well, what am I to do? You know, and I've run across this, you know, several times. like." You know, um, most of you all know that I do natural health. You know, and so I have people come to me and their 9 to 5 is actually, you know, from 9 p.m. to 5 in the morning. You know, and I explain to them, you know, it's called the graveyard shift for a reason. You know, and I help them to understand that... Many of the issues that they're experiencing and, that and the symptoms that they're suffering from is due to their lifestyle, due to their 9 to 5. But because they feel like they can't live without their 9 to 5, they don't quit. They just continue on hurting themselves because they don't have an alternative. See, but imagine if you can go to that same person and you can say, well, repent for the kingdom of Elohim is at hand. And and guess what, my brother, my sister, I got a place where you can come, where you can give your life to Yah and have free room. Well, have room and board without monetary um, fees where you can learn to live. The word of Elohim. Where you can learn. <laughs> to live. Like Yah intended. Where you can become. A part of his people. Imagine. If you. Can go to the dope head. And you can tell him. Look here. You know. You don't have to live this life no more. You don't have to. Escape. Via these drugs anymore. I have a place that you can come. Whereby you can make a difference. Whereby you can learn. To love. Yahuwah thy Elohim. You know. And you can die from this. Life of addiction. And be born again. Into a life of love. And. I got a place you can come to. With free room and board, or well, room and board with no monetary fees, you know, all you gotta do is just live the life. Live the life, love and be loved. You think you're gonna get someone? I think so. If you're able to go to the harlot and you're able to preach the gospel to her and you're able to tell her, look here, you don't have to swing on this pole no more, you don't have to turn tricks anymore. I have some place for you to go. I have some place, you know, but I got children. You can bring the children. We'll help you raise them. All you got to do is become studious. All you have to do is live this thing out. All you have to do is learn to love and be loved. Learn to live the gospel. Learn to depend on Yah for all your needs. Depend on Him and His. You think you're gonna get some of them to walk away from the bars? I think so. You know, what about if you you go to the hustler and you tell him, you know, look here, I know why you're selling this stuff. You're just trying to, you just trying to, you know, get your piece of the pie. You know, you're just trying to make it. You don't have no skills, so, you know, you figure you'll do this. I, I I get it. Been there, done that. But I got a place that you can come where you don't have to do this. Where you can learn some skills. Where you can learn what it looks like to be Yah's man. Where you can learn what it looks like To be Yah's student. Where you can learn to be Yah's efficient. You can learn real skills that you can use the world over. And even if you go through the program and you decide it's not for you. (coughs) When you leave you still know how to fend for yourself. You know how to utilize life skills that, that can feed you. You or you and your family for the rest of your life. You think you'll get some of them to walk away from it? I'm sure you would. See, this is the power of making disciples. You can't just preach the gospel in and of itself. Because people have real life situations that they're dealing with. People are trying to keep a roof over their head. They're trying to keep clothes on their back. They're trying to keep food in their mouth. But if you take all those cares of the world away, if you tell them you come and you become one of these students and become a part of this scriptural community, you don't have to worry about clothes on your back, food in your mouth. You don't have to worry about any of these things. A roof over your head. You don't have to worry about these things. All you have to worry about is learning Yah's way and living it. You think you'll get any takers? Mm -hmm. I think so. This is the mission. Now, when you put this together with the power of a common goal, you know, whenever you get a group of people working together towards a common goal, man, that is powerful. You know, Yahshua took 12 and changed the world. He's the same L today. Hallelujah. Even though it's just a spoonful of us, we're more than twelve. Yes. Yeah. We can become the gateway to heaven for our region, yes. and we can take our graduates and send them to other regions and and replicate the whole the whole um, scenario. and let YAH be the glory. You know, or we can just live our own individual lives and do what we do. You know, united we're strong, divided we're weak, The enemy knows this. That's why he keeps us divided. He doesn't want us to come together. He doesn't want us to center ourselves around a common goal. He doesn't want us to live scripture. Why do you think the world's way of life is so diametrically opposed to a scriptural life? Once you really begin to see a scriptural life, you'll begin to see how diametrically opposed... To the world it is. And you'll begin to see also. You'll, you'll begin to see also that. Yah. Doesn't care that it opposes the world. It's by design. But so many people have trouble with that. So many people say. Well you know. If, if, if this is Yah's way. How come this you know, it's so hard to do or, you know, the whole the world is against it. Because they was against him. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just that the enemy has covered the truth mm-hmm. up. But once you begin to see it, you can't unsee it. Mm-hmm. You know, so, this is the scriptural community, you know, that the mission is in in the vision that Yah has given me, you know, um, concerning this discipleship school, you know, which is the master plan of the scriptural community, you know, it is a plan that trans that brings about transformation through scripture. It brings about transformation through living out scripture. This is how one is truly born again. This is how one is fathered from above. Even by living the word. Not just reading the word. Not just praying about the word. about living the word. Yeah. By learning by doing it. You know, this is real discipleship. Mark 8.34 says. And when he had called the people unto him with his disciples also. He said unto them, Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself and take up this torture stake and follow me. Yeah, this is what it's about. You know, see, but what does that look like? Verse 35 tells us what it looks like. It says, For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever shall lose it for my sake in the gospels, the same shall save it. If you come out of the world disconnect from the grid and begin to do scripture, you'll see what it means to carry your cross and follow Yahshua. All these watered down versions of of belief, it doesn't show you that. Because it's not of Yah. You know, I heard a voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people. It's time to come out. It's time to stop playing the church and start being the church. The only way we can become an ecclesia is if we do come out and we do disciple some folks. Because it was the disciples that Yah dealt with. It was the disciples that he that he uh, gave the keys to his kingdom. Romans 12 1 says, I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of Elohim that you present your bodies a living sacrifice holy, acceptable unto Elohim which is your reasonable service. Anybody willing to serve him? See because this is what his servitude looked like. It looked like becoming a living sacrifice. When you sacrifice something, that is, you kill it. If you're going to sacrifice your life, then that means you're going to do away with your life. But when you lose your life, you'll gain your life. When you come out of that 9 to 5 or when you come out of that holler tree, or when you come out of that, um, that, that hustling or whatever, uh, uh, addiction or vice or whatever it may be. When you... Put that on the altar. Y'all has a new life for you. There you go. A much better life. You know. And just that in, in and of itself. You know. Is a testimony. To him. And it says that's your reasonable service. You know. We're to go on and not be conformed to this world. But be transformed by the renewing of our minds that ye may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of Elohim. This is what it's about, folks. You know, but so many people today want to have one foot in the world and one foot in Yah. So many people today want to have Yah in their life instead of put their life in Yah. It don't work like that. You can't put something big and something little. Yah will not ever fit in your life. You have to put your life in Yah. And if you don't, it won't work. It's really just that simple. But you have a choice. You get to choose. You just don't get to choose the consequences. So like I said um, previously, opportunity is calling. You've heard our mission. you heard about our vision. You know, and... For those of you who have been around for a minute, you know we've been praying for phase two of the plan. You know, phase two, you know, is the next step in getting us closer to our mission and to um, our goal and to our master plan, our vision. You know, we found the land, some land, and the opportunity exists for us to try to get it, This is a picture of the sanctuary that's on the land, you know, and this is the dining hall, side view of the dining hall, you know, can you imagine having communal meals here with with your scriptural community? Hallelujah. You know, after having service in our sanctuary, you know, this is inside the dining hall. Mm. You know, it's where the food preparation takes place. Where you come eat after you eat your physical food after after you've eaten your spiritual food. You know, this is the other side of it. Have serving area. This is a dormitory. Um, has something like twenty six to twenty eight uh, rooms in there, or beds. This is a uh, that. This is another one. This one has about half as many. has a pavilion you know whenever we want a picnic we can have a picnic we don't have to go and rent nobody else's pavilion you know we, we can use that we'll be able to utilize you know our own. <coughs> we won't have to you know try to make a. you know make make uh what's the word i'm looking for um or reservation, but um, for lack of a better term, we won't, won't have to make exceptions, you know, to try to pay for it ahead of time, so that we're not buying or selling on the right. side and you know, all that, right. all yeah. that rigmarole that we we oftentimes have to go through. Mm-hmm. It'll always be available to us. We have a bunch of kids that's been that that have been born in BYA, and we have a bunch that was already here. Has a play area for them, got a basketball court for the adults, and got a little court for the kids. You know, Exodus twenty-five-two says, "Speak unto the children of Israel that they bring me an offering of every man that giveth it willingly <laughs> with his heart; he shall take my offering." You know. We don't ask for offerings very very often around these parts. But we asking at this time. Because we're trying to realize our mission and <laughs> manifest our vision. You know, So we're speaking unto the children of Israel, we're asking that they bring an offering. A free will offering, you know, you know, y'all put something on on your mind to give. You know, give it We're not asking for anything more or other than that. You know, uh, the price of the property is approximately $90,000 out of our reach. So the plan is to gather up our offerings and then offer what we have and pray. Yahs will be done. That said, if y'all put on your heart to give, these are the ways you can give. You know, and I just wanna wanna uh, say that if you want to give something towards, you know, this particular property, and we, and by chance we don't get it and you want your funds back, we'll happily return them if we don't utilize it for the property. We'll return, you know, whatever your um, donation is. You know, so I just want to put that out there. You know, how can you give? You can come to the service, and you can give, you know, um, at the service, we have an offering box where you can, give to myself or one of the ecclesia board members, you know, or you can send checks for money orders, uh, money orders payable to Bank Yester Room Assembly, PO Box 1700, World Oak, Michigan 48068. And lastly, you can send offerings via PayPal by using the QR code below, or re- reference the link, the link from the BYA website, you know, which is at www.messianics.com. Dot messianics, dot us You know, so uh, you know you can just scan the code with your QR um, with your phone and what have you, and you can give that way via PayPal. You can come in and put something in the box or hand it, you know, to one of the Ecclesia members, or you can make checks for money orderable, orders payable to Bay yes, Israel Assembly, P.O. Box seventeen hundred, Royal Oak, Michigan. So, you have options if that's what you choose to do, and if you do, we thank you for your support.